0: Welcome, and thank you for joining us here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tabb. For those of you who don't know, Dr. M.H. Tabb was born into God's family almost 56 years ago by the wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He then served as a Christian school principal, Bible Institute teacher, administrator, and assistant pastor. In 1980, God then called Dr. Tabb to establish Gulf Coast Baptist Church, where he pastored for 40 years. He continues his service now as the founder of Gulf Coast Bible Institute, preacher, and author of over 46 doctrinal books. Let us now open our Bibles together with Dr. Tabb as our guide and rightly divide the word of truth here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tabb. I think any red-blooded American would have to agree that our country is in a mess. Of course, it's been in a mess many times over its history, and the American people have always proved to be resilient and uh, came back uh, the way they should. Uh, Today, we're bombarded by all sorts of left-wing negative things and, and worldwide things creeping in on us, and so this, uh, today I'm going to talk about the United States of America in today's scene as pictured in 2 Samuel 17. Now in 2 Samuel 17, we have the uh, 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 turmoil history of of Israel starting in verse six, it says, uh, in the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria Took Samaria, and carried Israel away into Samaria uh, into Assyria, and placed them in Hala, and in Har- Haber, by the river of Gozan, and in the cities of the Medes. For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, which had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and had feared other gods, and walked in the statues of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel. Uh, and of the kings of Israel, which they had made now many principles in this chapter, and I'm going to relate several verses out of it, uh, show the condition of the United States of America today in its uh, spiritual condition not uh, not right with God by and large, and so I'm just going to relate those things and and show how we really need to pray for our nation. And we Christians need to be doing what we ought to be doing to win others to Christ and to do our part in uh, in getting this nation back into righteousness. The Bible talks about in Proverbs that, uh, about righteous nations and, and it talks about the, those that are not right with God will be turned into hell. We sure don't want that to happen to our great country. So let's look at a few things Israel is guilty of in their time and see how it parallels what is going on in our country uh, these days. Let me say, first of all, Israel was plagued with human sacrifice. In verse 17 of that chapter, it says they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and used divination enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Now, we call that Moloch worship. The Bible talks about Moloch, the god of the, of the pagans and so forth, and how they used human sacrifice, uh, burning their children to this um, this godless God, this idol uh, in order to get help from him let me say that abortion is nothing more or less than Moloch worship, okay it's sacrificing our children um, to the state so to speak and it's done mainly in the name of convenience Uh, let me say that human life begins at conception Uh, there's a verse in Hosea Um, uh, Hosea, let me find the verse here uh, real quick. Hosea chapter 9 and verse 11 says this. It says uh, in verse 11, As for Ephraim, their glory shall fly away like a bird. Uh, uh, From the birth and from the womb and from the conception. Now let's let's, uh, literalize that a little bit. Uh, Ephraim, as an individual, and I know in the context, it's talking, uh, talking about the country and so forth. Uh, northern kingdom of Israel but Ephraim as an individual said the glory fly fly away like a bird from the birth so Ephraim was a human being from the birth and then it says from the womb so Ephraim was a human being from the womb and then it says from the conception so the very second the very split second of conception that one cell that fertilized egg is a human being it has all the attributes already in it with the chromosomes and genes and all that are all incorporated in it, it's the same person that is going to be 30 years from from birth, 40 years from birth, it is an an entire intact human being, I say entire in the sense of of everything that's already in it, it's um, genome and so forth, and of course uh, the psalmist talks about our inward parts being... manufactured so to speak and uh, done by God in Psalm 139 uh, when as there was yet none of them it says he programmed us and formed us and so forth while in the womb Uh, and so Uh, A person is a human being from the conception, it's not a blob of protoplasm. I I detest the use of scientific terms like fetus and embryo. We're talking about a baby there, we're talking about a human being, okay, made in the image of God and hopefully will come to God later on in life if they're allowed to live. Um, Let me say further that not only is abortion molding worship, but so is public education giving our children to the state and turning them over to state. Molech uh, comes from Melek, means the king. And in ancient times, the kings were deified and and statues made of them worshiped as a god and so forth. Still still went on uh, in Egypt and so on. And in modern times, the uh, the emperor of Japan was, was considered to be descended from the gods way back in as late as uh, World War II. And so that's been an ongoing thing throughout the human, the history of humanity. Israel made their own laws. And those laws were contrary to God's laws. In verse 8 of our chapter, it says, They walked in the statutes of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel, and of the kings of Israel, which they made. Now notice it said they made their own laws, their own statutes, using the statutes of the heathen, and statutes that the kings of Israel and the children of Israel had made. They made their own laws with no moral basis for those laws. Just like Roe versus Wade, back in 1973, legalizing abortion, no no moral basis for that, it was just done for the convenience of those who wanted it done. And like Madeline Murray O'Hare, back in the 50s and 60s, uh, so forth, she had God removed from public schools in 1962, 1963, making laws. Uh, contrary to God's laws. Gay marriage in our own day over the last decade or so when that's become, became legal, uh, laws against God's laws made at the whims of of the people. And so that all goes with this uh, history of Israel, what they were doing, United States doing the same thing. Let me say secondly that Israel was filled with idolatry. In verse uh, nine through 12 of that chapter, says the children of Israel did secretly those things uh, that were not right against the Lord their God. And they built them high places in all their cities, from the tower of the watchman to the fence city. In other words, everywhere, from the little villages all the way to the fortified cities. And goes on and says they set them up images and groves in every high hill and uh, under every green tree. They had these idols everywhere. And there they burnt incense in all the high places, as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them. And wrought wicked things to provoke God to anger, for they served idols whereof the Lord had said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. So, well, Americans don't bow down to stone images and they don't worship idols. I wouldn't bet too much on that. What are some of America's gods? Well, how about Hollywood? or hollywood okay people worship what's going on there and the uh, those uh, movie stars are called stars uh, just like in uh, uh, astronomy and worship uh, i'm sorry not astronomy and astrology uh, worshiping the Uh, the stars and so on and so forth that God rebuked Israel for on several occasions. Sports is certainly a god in our country. Fill a stadium up with 60, 70, 100,000 people to watch uh, one football game or a baseball game. It shows uh, What's going on as far as that being worshiped and the salaries that get paid to people to get out there and play on the field or hit a golf ball or whatever Uh, uh, is worshiped in our country. And if you don't believe so, you'll find people who fight over their football team as if they had anything to do whether the team won the game or not. Immorality is a god in our country. We're we're saturated with it. Uh, Pornography is rampant. Multi-billion billion billion dollar business going on in our country and this all all the all the news uh, of late about uh, human trafficking, most of that has to do with immorality and pornography and so on, uh, prostitution, all that. Money is certainly a god in our country. Uh, it's worshiped to the degree that some people would kill for it and, and do all kinds of uh, wicked things to gain it. Uh, do you realize that a society's greatest edifices are built for their gods? Now that being the case, look at university buildings, look at sports arenas, and so on and so forth. And it's not just limited to to um, uh, the world. We we look on a lot of Christian college campuses, and they have multi-million-dollar buildings. Uh, and so forth on their uh, campuses. I'm not saying that that's a god to them. I'm not saying they worship it or anything like that. But the greatest buildings in any society are built to their gods. Idolatry is rampant in our great country. Another thing about these uh, Israelites back in that day was unacceptance. Uh, of their own sins. He says in verse 13, <clears throat> he says, Yet the Lord ter- testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets and by all the seers, uh, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways and uh, keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servants, servants the prophets. Let me just look at another reference here over in Second Chronicles. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 36, and I'll begin reading verses 14 through 16. Listen to what he says. Moreover, all the chief of the priest and the people transgressed very much uh, after all the abominations of the heathen and polluted the house of the Lord, which he had hallowed in Jerusalem. You even got the priest as well as the people. They're defiling the house of God. Could we say the church in our day? Verse 15, and the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, God does that on a routine basis. I mean, you can tune into a radio about 24 hours a day and hear somebody preaching. He's sent to them by his uh, messengers. Uh, what verse was that? Let me see. Uh, 15. No, 14. Uh, I've lost my place here. Oh, 15. Sent by the messengers rising up betimes and sending because he had compassion on his people. Thank God for his compassion and on his dwelling place. The psalmist says in Psalm 78, God had compassion on his people even when their hearts weren't right with him. And how often has that been the case with some of us? Verse verse 16. But they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose. Against his people till there was no remedy. Proverbs says they hardened their neck and uh, against God until there was no remedy, and God had to judge, and God's wrath had to uh, come into play there. So uh, they didn't accept their sins; they um, publicized them, so to speak. They lived like they wanted to do; didn't care who thought what about it. Not not, not just the people, but the priests as well. Now. Preachers preach against sins these days, but let's be honest, who listens? Uh, Nobody listens hardly. Nobody cares. In verse 14 of our chapter, 2 Kings 17, he said, notwithstanding, they would not hear but harden their necks like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. And that's the way it is uh, in our society today. Uh, A lot of preaching goes out. Even churches, Christians sitting in church pews, they'll listen but doesn't change anything in their life. They don't apply anything. So uh, they reject God's Statutes and so forth. They, they don't, they don't believe what gets preached to them, or don't practice it. And in Israel's case, they stood against God's righteousness. He said in verse 15, they rejected His statutes. And his covenant that he made with their fathers, and his testimonies which he testified against them, and they followed vanity and became vain, and went after the heathen that were round about them, concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. In other words, separation from the world was a thing of the past. They just did what everybody around them was doing and didn't think twice about it. And they had to reject God's covenant in order to do that. We have something about that over in uh, Romans chapter one. Just read a couple of verses there. In Romans one, uh, verses 21 and 22, notice what he says. Uh, Verse 21, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but uh, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. When they knew God, they turned their back on him. They didn't want to have anything to do with him. they thought they were wise in rejecting the things God had to say. Way back in the 1960s, Lester Roloff, many of you know who I'm talking about there. Lester Roloff, great preacher, he made this statement. He said, the United States is an insane asylum run by the inmates. Boy, if he could see it today, he would certainly put three exclamation marks after that statement. If it's not being run by the inmates today, I don't know who in the world is running it. I want you to notice some of the attitudes some of those who run or have run our country. Uh, in 2020, CNN's Chris Cuomo, uh, he's a Catholic, <clears throat> he said that we, quote, don't need help from above, in a quote. In other words, we don't need God's help in anything. He said, just believe in one another. In 2018, he ridiculed prayer. He said, what in the world are you praying for? February 25th, 2021, Congressman Jerry Nadler, a Jew, from Democrat New York, he said, quote, what any religious tradition describes as God will, is of no concern of this Congress. Oh, man, God is kicked out of Congress, even though they start uh, their sessions with a model prayer. A House Majority Leader Nancy Pelosi, everyone knows who she is. Uh, at 78 years old, she had onset dementia, but she said in 2006, quote, you don't need God anymore. You have us Democrats. In a quote. God help. If that's our help, look at our condition. Representative Steve Cohen. Uh, Democrat, Tennessee, chairman of the Judiciary Committee's subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties. He told the New York Times, quote, I think God belongs in religious institutions, in temple, in church, in cathedral, in mosque, but not in Congress. Well, God's not in any any mosque anyway. uh, Congressman Jared Huffman, Democrat, California, He he said that the ending phrase, so help me God, of the oaths that witnesses recite before they testify in front of Congress, he said that phrase, so help me God, is preposterous. Um, Those words have been used in, in oaths in the United States since 1789. In fact, the Judiciary Act of 1789 states that the phrase distinguishes an oath from an affirmation. Huffman claims that uh, this uh, phrase, religious-based phrase, is, quote, unconstitutional, and he uh, he proposes that it alienates people who don't believe in God, as well as those who worship multiple deities. Well, those kind of people need to be alienated uh, in the first place, because our country needs to get back to the word of God upon which it was built. February 6, 2019, the House Judiciary Committee convened a hearing on gun violence prevention, uh, but Chairman uh, Gerald Nadler, again, Democrat, New York, he omitted the phrase, so help me God, as he swore in the witnesses. Now, uh, ruckus was raised over that, and he had to redo it and reinstitute the phrase. Mark Twain had it right. He said, quote, suppose you're an idiot, and suppose you are a member of Congress. Ah, uh, but I repeat myself in a quote. Unacceptance of their sins. So homosexuality is not a sin in America. Same-sex marriage is not a sin in America. Murdering babies is not a sin in America. And uh, it's getting aware these sins are not sins anywhere else in the world these days. If a sin or a crime can't be controlled, you know what a government does? It legalizes that sin or that crime. Psalm 9420 talks about framing mischief by a law. <laughs> does that mean making mischief legal? Well, that'll certainly apply in our day as, uh, as a uh, interpretation of it. Some things uh, that our governments legalize because they can't control are things like alcohol, uh, marijuana, Abortion, adultery used to be a crime, homosexuality used to be a crime, and so on and on and on. We could uh, catalog laws that have legalized sin and wickedness because they can't be controlled, okay? Uh, trouble is you can't legislate righteousness, or they say you can but God did with his Ten Commandments, and we drifted a far afield from that. Isaiah 10, verses 1 and 2. "Warned unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, that's what our government does all the time, and that right grievousness which they have prescribed to turn aside. Here's why they do it. To turn aside the needy from judgment and to take away the right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. I'm going to stop there. We'll take uh, part two later uh, in a separate another podcast.